Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 312 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to recover from a match and get prepared for the next one as quickly as humanly possible, especially when you're playing a tournament. Sometimes you'll have multiple matches in a day. At the very least, you're going to go back-to-back-to-back days or however many days the tournament is and, and play at least one match per day. So how do you prepare yourself for that physically, mentally, tactically? Today's question comes to us from Aaron, who wrote to me and said, Hey, Ian, I just played a long two-hour match against a solid player, and I'm completely gassed. I was wondering what your routine is for recovering if you'll be playing an even tougher player the next day. Okay, well, Aaron, great job. Good win. And I've got five steps here that anybody can use to be as prepared as possible for the very next match. And I'm just going to go ahead and say right from the beginning that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a physical therapist, (laughs) I'm not a lot of things. And so uh, all of this information in this episode is going to be based on my my personal experience, my personal opinion, the knowledge that I've gained over the years. And also my experience working with players, seeing what works best for them, and observing professional players and observing other high-level players. And so there's going to be several pieces of, several parts of the five steps here that are going to be based on what to put in your body and when. And so a lot of that is going to be personal preference and some based on what your body is currently used to taking in. And some of it, you should probably do more research to get more specifics that I just don't have because it's just not my area of expertise. But I'm really confident that the general advice and guidance that I have for you today is going to be a big, big help if you want to play your best match after match in a tournament. So five steps. Step number one, immediately after you shake hands, you walk off the court, you've won your match, or maybe you've lost your match and you have a a consolation match next the first step is to rev down. That means everything needs to come down. You, you are at a peak state during your match, and there's, there's rhythms to matches, and there's rhythms to points. Points within a match have a, a rhythm of up and down and up and down. You're very, very high intensity, peak intensity during the points for two, three, four, or five seconds, maybe 10 seconds at the most on the longer end. And then you've got 20, 25 seconds to hopefully just just let it out and just decompress, calm yourself, and prepare for the next point. This, by the way, I'm getting off a little bit on a tangent, is really critical to match performance. And, and there's a rhythm to that in a micro sense from point to point to point. The way I want you to think about matches is having that same kind of rhythm in more of a macro sense from match to match to match. Your matches as a whole, your intensity is incredibly high. You're, you're putting out extremely high levels of mental and physical energy and effort. And so as soon as the match is over, you need to come down off of that and allow your body whatever possible chance you have to recover and recuperate and recharge and prepare for the next high-intensity cycle. 
So revving down is step number one. So what are the, what are the steps to that? Number one, stretch really, really well, especially if you're getting a little bit older like I am, like all of us are, and your, your body has those special areas that tend to give you trouble. You need to know your personal problem areas and really focus on those. But make sure you give yourself a full, I mean, spend at least half an hour, 45 minutes. If you have an hour to stretch and you have the patience to stretch for an hour, then then do that. The professional players are doing this. You don't see it, but there's huge recovery processes that professional players are using. Stretching is a big part of it, as is the rest of what we'll be talking about today. And so these should be long-held Static stretches where you're, you're holding a stretch for a longer period of time, trying to lengthen and loosen to keep your body from tightening up and clamping down, especially if you have habitual areas of your body that tend to really give you problems. And so for me, it's my, it's my back. It's my lower back and it's my shoulder. And so I know what stretches for me. It's stretching my hamstrings, stretching my, my calves, stretching my, my back. If I don't do that and I try to play multiple matches, then there's going to be a cumulative effect that's a really negative one that I'm not going to like several matches in. And so you need to know your problem areas and focus on those. Rev down physically, like physically, be still, be calm, do nothing if at all possible. If you're hanging out at a club and there's like a a lounge area with like a TV and a couch, just let yourself be totally limp and just totally passive and don't do anything if at all possible, especially if you have another match the same day. If your next match is the next day, then go home, just be really low key, hang out on your couch and just allow your body to recover and recharge. Mentally, this is important as well. A little bit of personal preference here. Music if you have another match the same day, you see lots of athletes in all kinds of sports constantly with headphones on just to allow their mind to be calm and static and just relaxed. This is the rev down process. Stretching, physically do as little as possible, mentally do as little as possible. Music is key. Listen to what makes you calm. Listen to what allows you to uh, to be kind of in a meditative state and just relax. Yeah, you could do TV or or a movie or something like that as well. Just do something that allows your mind, just nothing that's really high stress or high tension or that gives you any kind of anxiety of any kind. You want to just let everything come down as, as much and as quickly as possible to allow your body to prepare to do it all again. So that's step one is rev down. Step two This is a a big one and one that I think most amateur tennis players don't take seriously enough, and that's hydrate. You should drink way more than you think you need to, especially if you have another match in just a couple hours from now. That's not a lot of time. If you just got done with a really high-intensity match, maybe it was a, a close match, you know, a battle, you and your opponent were very well and evenly matched, and you just exerted a lot of energy, a lot of efforts, a lot of calories, a lot of water has left your body. And so you must recharge and replenish those sources. So have at least a couple bottles of water. And for me personally, I'm I'm paying attention to 
when I have to pee. If I if it's been like several hours and I haven't gone to the bathroom, then I am not fully hydrated. And this is something I pay attention to even just at the office. Like if if I go several hours with, without having to pee, then I'm probably not hydrated enough for my body to really work at its peak state. You know, the the best way that I can possibly be focused and and sharp. And even though it's not a physical thing in the office as an example, it affects your mental performance dramatically as well. So if you just walked off a match and you have another one in a couple hours, start drinking a lot of water immediately. I don't have any, you know, specific. I'm, you can find all kinds of different suggestions online for a certain number of ounces per number of pounds of body weight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can feel free to look into that. Me personally, I just kind of know how I feel and what the reaction and response is phys- physiologically for myself. So you, you have to get to know yourself and get to know how, how much you need, how much you expend, and how quickly you can bounce back. But obviously, feel free to consult with a, with a physician or a sports medicine expert uh, of some kind or the Google if, uh, if you want to check that out as well. But hydration is step number two. And it's super, super critical to being able to bounce back. And take it seriously, by the way. If your match is the next day, you should be drinking a ton of water the night before. Do not wait until the next day, especially if you just got done with a really tough match. Take it seriously. Do it as quickly as possible. The sooner you get hydrated and the longer period of time that you're fully hydrated before your next match, the better your body will be able to perform. So take it seriously. Step number three is refuel aka calories. You just expended a ton of calories. You expended a ton of energy and you have to replenish that. Similar to water. If you just wait till the last second and you try to slam a bunch of calories, then your body is just not going to be in its optimal state. So you have to eat something quickly to build up energy stores again. In particular, if you have multiple matches in one day, you you have to take that really seriously or there's going to be a decline in your ability to play your best. Now, this is where knowing yourself and your own body is really critical, and this is probably the the most subjective part, uh, number three out of five. Uh, People's different bodies respond to different foods very, very differently based on what their bodies are used to. And I mean, you can see this in a very macro sense across different cultures. Different parts of the world, there's very, very different intake as far as macronutrients, protein or carbohydrate or fat, and different cultures are can be can be very, very healthy, eating very, very different things. So I'm not going to give you any kind of specifics other than you have to know yourself and pay close attention. And I'll tell you, like for myself personally, just to give you a very general and very specific example, if I know I have to play another match in like an hour or two, which is not a lot of time then I'm not going to take in a lot, but I am definitely going to take in, I would say, like a medium amount of food. I'm not going to just have like a bar because that's not going to cut it. I also don't want to sit down and have like a three-course meal and just slam my stomach with with calories because there's no way I'm going to be processed enough with that kind of intake by the time my next match rolls around to feel good. I'm going to feel heavy. I'm going to feel weighed down. I'm going to feel sick if I if I eat too much right ahead of time. So for for me personally, I'm I, I operate on a pretty low carbohydrate diet, and so for me, if I've got a match in an hour or two, 
I'm going to focus mostly on protein, but I'm, I'm going to have some carbs as well because carbs are burned as energy much more quickly. It's, it's a much more immediate energy source. And so you definitely want to get your energy up right away uh, for the next match. You don't have 24 hours to prepare for the next one for your body to recover. So you want to give yourself some energy, but also make sure it's not just carbs. If you go like Snickers bar and a Coke, then you're going to have a huge energy spike immediately. And then just an absolute crash an hour or two later, right when you want to be able to play your best again for the next match. So definitely don't do all carbs. For me personally, I'm going to do pretty pretty balanced between protein and carbs. If I have another match coming up in like three plus hours, it's like a ways later that same day then I'm going to eat a pretty solid amount. This Again, me personally, I can process food pretty quickly. Stuff doesn't really sit in my system for a long period of time. So uh, I'm going to take in a bunch of clean protein and fat as quickly as possible so that my body can start processing that. Those energy sources take much longer to burn through. And so I'm trying to fuel myself and feed myself well ahead of time so that when I get to the match, I'm right in the middle of that energy coming from that intake that I had several hours before. Maybe I'll do a little bit of carbs shortly before the match just to kind of boost things up and, and be in like a real max uh, optimal state right as I walk onto the court. Maybe I'll do a little bit of an energy bar or some other carbohydrate uh, source, but I'm gonna, it's going to be pretty minimal for me until right before the match. Lastly, if I know I have another big match tomorrow and I've got a full day to recover, I'm personally I'm going to eat a ton at dinner, a really big full dinner, lots of protein, lots of vegetables, and just allow my body to process that, really rebuild and uh, replenish everything that I used that day and allow it to work through a full cycle of restoring and replenishing what I used that day to get ready for the next day. So, that's the way I look at eating personally. You need to know yourself, pay close attention to your reaction, your physiology as you eat different types of food. I mean, a lot of people just don't look at this at all and they're just eating whatever's convenient. You're leaving performance on the table. Uh, I mean, this is something that for me and my wife and my family, we've been taking really uh, personally, we've been taking really seriously for quite a number of years now. And I'd just know that it makes a big difference just in day-to-day life. And so even that much more in an athletic performance situation, eating the right foods at the right time makes a massive difference. And so when we're talking about bouncing from match to match to match to match, refueling your energy sources and stores is super, super critical. So that's step number three. All right. Step one was rev down. You've got to have that rhythm of just coming down as much as possible. Step two, hydrate. Step three, refuel. And now step four, take inventory. Now we're going to get into tactics and strategy. And I would keep this pretty simple and almost surface level. You don't want to get super, super analytical here. Uh, You do not want to overanalyze and get super caught up because here's the thing. If you've got a match later today, another match later today, or you have a match tomorrow, or even if your next match isn't for two days, you're not fixing anything fundamental between now and your next match. And so 
what I'm not going to advocate for here is going super granular, super detailed, super micro, and getting really nerdy and thinking about wrist angles and timings of your kinetic chain and that sort of thing. Instead, here's what you should be focusing on. Question number one you should ask yourself is, what was my plan A in that last match? What was my overall 30,000-foot view strategy? What strengths and weaknesses did I have to work with? And what strengths and weaknesses did my opponent have to work with? What patterns of play did I set out to use? You know, in a nutshell, it's what you want to ask yourself. What was it that I was trying to do? And just write a couple of bullet, bullet points. And hopefully you should be able to come up with a half a dozen different bullet points of, of, okay, this is the pattern I was trying to maximize. I was trying to hit my forehand to their backhand. My forehand was my big strength. Their backhand was their big weakness. And just kind of chart it out. Just very, like, phrases, like just little bullets. Uh, no need to go super, super in-depth, but just very surface level. What was I trying to accomplish and how did it work is the next big question you want to ask yourself. Which strokes was I trying to use in which patterns and did it work? In other words, you want to think about was I able to execute my forehand at a high enough consistency level that I didn't shoot myself in the foot? And so it's normally my big weapon and I really tried to maximize it. On some days, it's going to end up, you're going to end up just biting yourself in the butt because you made more mistakes than you hit winning shots. And so you, you want to evaluate those things, be as honest and objective as possible and take inventory of what just happened, what worked well and what did not go the way I had planned. The whole point here is to paint a total full picture of the general ways that you tried to win that match and the specific ways in which it either was successful or unsuccessful. If everything worked out exactly the way you wanted, then awesome. Just go ahead, rinse, repeat, do a carbon copy of that, head into your next match with exactly the same mindset, exactly the same goals and objectives, exactly the same strategies and tactics and patterns as far as what you're trying to accomplish and how. If it was less than perfect, which is it's what's going to happen most of the time, then plan specific tweaks in your head. And you can definitely just make some quick notes. You can use your smartphone or tablet or whatever, open a text document or a Google Doc, and just go ahead and just take some notes. And that way you've got them right there. And you can, you can reference back to what you were thinking. If your next match is six hours later and you decompress and you take inventory right away after your match, then you can go ahead and look back and say, okay, so what... After you've given your mind a break, then then refresh yourself before the match and say, okay, so what was it again that I was trying to do? Oh yeah, there's this pattern, that pattern. They had this big weakness I tried to exploit. This worked, that didn't work. Long story short, you're trying to give yourself a complete total picture of what the tools are in your toolbox right now, this moment. Because the more accurate and the more aligned with reality you can be with those elements the better equipped you're going to be to go into your next match with the best possible strategy. If you don't think about it at all and you're just hitting random shots match after match, then every match is a crapshoot. But if you're taking inventory, paying attention, you're observing what's happening and you're actually paying attention enough to be able to record it immediately after the match, or maybe you could even do it during the match if you want, if that helps you, 
then now you can take the next step forward with quality, solid information that you can use to tweak your approach, tweak your mindset, tweak your patterns and your strategies to be more effective match after match after match. And what this doesn't mean is you say, oh man, I, my forehand just wasn't the way I thought it should be. I should hit way more winners. I'm going to keep trying to hit winners. No, it means that you're realistic and you're honest with yourself and you say, you know what? Today, the forehand is not firing the way I want it to. I need to be honest and realistic with myself about that and look for some other way to gain the upper hand in these points because the forehand today is just coming out at a net loss. And so those are the types of insights that you want to have going into your next match. And if your next match isn't for a full 24 hours, it may be totally different. Day to day, your execution may be completely different. If your next match is two hours from now, then those insights are golden. They're unbelievably valuable. And it doesn't mean everything's going to be exactly the same. You're going to be playing a different opponent, so things very well may be different. But if you have zero idea heading in of what, you're ha- of what you have to work with that day, and if you have zero objectivity, you have zero real true reality about what's working and what's not, then every match you're kind of starting from behind the eight ball and just hoping that you figure it out as you go. And you can do better than that. So that's why step four is take inventory. And now we come to step five. So now we're getting down to crunch time. It's like the last half an hour before the match. Step five is rev back up. Remember, step one was rev down. Step two, hydrate. Step three, refuel. Step four, take inventory. And now step five is rev back up again. And this is, again, where you must know yourself personally. Different athletes, different people respond very differently to different types of stimulus and play better in different states more alert, more stimulated, or less alert, and less stimulated. And so you have to know yourself and try different things and see how you respond. Some players love being calm and quiet, 100%, just totally unplugged and detached, all the way on up to when they walk out onto the court for their warm-up. Others want to get super pumped and super hyped all the way on the other end of the spectrum. And they're doing just like they're running in place and like doing jumping jacks and they got their headphones on listening to to eye of the tiger and they're just trying to get themselves as hyped as possible because they know that's where they perform the best that's definitely not me Uh, i'm a little bit of a hybrid of the two early on as i start to recover i'm definitely a zero intention uh, i'm sorry a zero intensity or zero energy type of person and i want to maintain that complete detachment from the world until it's just about a half an hour, 45 minutes ahead of time, I want to say. Maybe an hour at the very, very most. If I'm trying to get myself revved up for a whole hour up before a match, then I'm using too much energy for myself personally. Other people want to be super hyped and that energy just totally slingshots them into the match and they play their best. You need to know yourself. Personally, I like to start getting a little bit more intensity and a little bit more stimulation, like a half an hour out before a match. And then I'll start to build up just a little bit of energy and excitement and hype. And I'll probably change the type of music I'm listening to. I'll definitely start physically 
warming up. And that's really, really critical. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Uh, that's the third tool that you can use out of three. Here's tools that you can use to manage your rev state and how to bring yourself from one state to the next. One is, is music. And again, this is totally personal preference. Maybe you want to listen to Beethoven the whole time, all the way on, uh, all the way on, up until the point that you walk out onto the court, or you want to listen to something super, super high energy the whole time, or maybe a combination. Totally up to you. Analysis is another big one. I've heard from a lot of players that they like listening to different episodes of this podcast, for example, because it gives them it gives them concrete things to focus on that help them be more alert and help them be sharper mentally and tactically as they walk out onto the courts. Other players, the more they um, analyze, uh, the 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 more they focus on different tactical or technical things, the more overwhelmed they get, and it's just it's not good. So you need to know your own personal preference here. If you're listening to this podcast, then more than likely you're probably leaning over towards the analysis side of things, but you need to know yourself. Some people I know will listen to the same podcast episode before every match because it just helps center them, focus them on the things that they really that are really important for them, that they know will give them the best possible out output and give them the best possible chance to win. And then lastly, make sure that you physically warm up. This is non-negotiable and you you have to do it before your real warm-up, before the actual 10-minute warm-up or however long you have with your opponents where you're hitting back and forth and starting to take note of what strengths and weaknesses your opponent has. You should be physically warming your body up well before that match warm-up by using dynamic stretches and warming your body up in the way that you'll be moving during the match. And I have a video on this that shows you my personal routine. If you go to YouTube and type in perfect tennis warm-up, then pretty sure that video is the, the first result for that. If you type in perfect tennis warm-up, uh, you'll see me doing uh, Frankenstein in the preview image. And that's the step-by-step routine that I like to go through to get ready to hit tennis balls. You can absolutely modify that. That's just for me and myself, what I like to use that gets my entire body moving. Again, in the way I'm going to be actually using my body, this is not where you want to do static stretches and hold a hamstring stretch for, for two minutes. That is not the best way to get your body activated and ready for action. Won't go into more detail on that, but you can absolutely research that if, if you'd like. Also, you need, need to know yourself here as well. You could also hit ahead of time if possible. That's not always possible. Maybe there's not a court available, but if somebody else wants to hit with you a little bit or you want to hit some serves, uh, you want to rally a little bit, maybe there's a wall to hit against. This is also where you need to know yourself and how much energy you can expend ahead of time before the match and still be in a peak optimal state right as the match starts. And that in a nutshell is the point of all of this, all five steps. The whole point is to allow your body to recuperate, recover, re-energize, and then slowly, consciously, purposefully bring it back up to its peak optimal state right as you're going out for your next match. So the five steps again were number one, rev down. Step number two, hydrate. Step number three, refuel. Step number four, take inventory. And step number five, rev up. A lot of my personal 
preferences in here. If you follow this framework and just plug in your own preferences, I, I shared mine just to give you a, a very general, specific example. If you follow this general framework and plug in your own personal preferences, then you will have the best possible chance of playing your best tennis in your next match, whether that's an hour from now, six hours from now, 24 hours from now. You can obviously modify all of this based on what the timeline is, but these are my suggestions. I hope it makes a huge difference for you and really helps you play your best during your tournament matches. And let me just fit, close by saying, if you're playing tournament matches, then good on you. Really proud of you for putting yourself out there, being in that competitive environment, putting yourself out there, probably stepping well out of your comfort zone. Uh, awesome, awesome experience. Great job. Kudos to you for doing that. Keep up the good work. I hope this episode was helpful and I'm looking forward to sharing the next one with you. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube where we are the number one resource in the world providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care and good luck with your tennis.